The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Join your host, who is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely Hyphen You and has 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power. And now, here is Gina Gardner, your host of Leadership for Life. Hello and welcome to this Thanksgiving show. First and foremost, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're having a great day. Today we're going to be focusing on recognising our self-worth as individuals and how important that is. Having the confidence and the capacity to succeed is greatly enhanced when we own the amazing, creative, wonderful human beings that we are. Lack of self-worth, lack of confidence causes so many difficulties it keeps us playing small. But when we start to own who we are and our expertise, our experience, our enthusiasms, our creativity, then the doors of limitless possibilities open up. Later on in the show, I'm going to be introducing to you to my great friend, Deborah Thorne. She's gonna help you discover why it's vital that you celebrate your unique gifts and learn how you can use your information to generate e income even when you're asleep, by becoming an information empire mogul. But before we go to speaking with uh, Deborah, I want to talk to you about self-worth. When we're very little, we, all of us, create beliefs about ourselves, which are often come out of a chance remark by a parent or a teacher. You know, a child has been particularly difficult and the parent will say, oh, you're so stupid. And the child starts to believe that it's stupid. A teacher says, well, you'll never make anything of yourself. And that belief becomes more and more cemented because one of the issues with our beliefs is that we look for evidence all the time that that belief is true. And of course, if you look hard enough, you're gonna find it. So imagine you're in a park, there's one dog, two people. One of those people has had a terrible experience with a dog when they're little and they're very frightened of dogs. So when the dog approaches them and wags its tail, that person starts to squeal and say, go away, go away, oh no, no. The dog gets frightened, the dog growls. Their belief that all dogs are dangerous is reinforced. The dog then approaches the other person who's had dogs all their life. The dog approaches them, wags its tail, and they approach the dog in a way that makes the dog feel confident. The dog licks them, wags its tail. Their belief that all dogs are friendly is reinforced. When we have poor self-worth, what we do is we use a very different criteria for everybody else and one for us, which is much, much harder. Just think about it. You know, when somebody has achieved something, do you say well done and celebrate their achievement fulsomely. Do you do the same for you? When you've done something and somebody says to you, well done, oh, it was nothing. When they give you a compliment, do you make light of that compliment and, you know, just dismiss it? Because if that's what you're doing, you're dismissing owning who you are. You are an amazing human being. You are the only version of you that there is. And even if you just look at yourself as of the miracle machine that you are, I mean, you don't have to tell your nails to grow. As far as I know, nobody has to tell their cells to reproduce. That we grow from two tiny eggs into a full-grown human being with the capacity to think for ourselves, to be creative, to solve problems, to do all sorts of things. But when you lack self-worth, then you negate that capacity for your to really grow. 
Lack of self-worth has so many connotations. I've just been writing another book and you know, talking about the patterns of poor self-worth. You know, how often do you um, assume that other people are better than you? Do you create a sense that your self-worth is the same as your net financial worth? Because you're more than your bank balance. As we struggle with the pandemic and all of the difficulties that there are in the world at the moment, it's so important that you own who you are, wobbly bits and all. And we are a work in motion. We are on a journey throughout our life, a, a lifelong journey of learning. I find it so interesting how many people sabotage themselves because they're either fearful of failure and so they go along the route, if I don't try, then I won't fail. Or they're fearful of success. And as soon as they start to become successful, or there's a sense that they're going to become successful, then they sabotage themselves. They do something or stop doing something, which means that ultimately they don't reach their full potential. If that's true of you, then I would really urge you to get some help. Because if poor, poor self-worth means that you are frightened of speaking up, that you don't like to say no to everybody, that you've attached your self-worth to doing things for other people and putting yourself and your priorities last, that's going to have a huge impact on your life. If you're a parent, particularly if you're a mother, I think so many mums think that they need to have the word doormat across their forehead. When the reality is that you are only a victim if you choose to be. Think of the lesson that you're giving your children, particularly your daughters. Now, that doesn't mean that you've got to be in fight mode and that you've got to say no simply for the sake of it. But it is about recognising that you have value just by being who you are. And that when you step into your genuine power, it's not about making somebody else feel lesser but it is about then when you are in your genuine power, recognizing the potential in other people and wanting to help them to step into their power too. Self-worth is at the heart of everything. As you walk into a room, how comfortable do you feel to go up to somebody and say, hi, whether that's in a social setting or in a professional networking setting? One of the interesting things I found, and I have over 30 years of working with people, is that people on the outside cannot actually tell whether you're confident or not. So the old saying, fake it till you make it, is really useful. So if you find yourself, as we go into Thanksgiving and go towards Christmas, if you are able to get together, um, particularly if you're uncomfortable about that, rather than focusing on how uncomfortable you are, it's so much better to go and make the other person feel comfortable. Stop thinking about yourself and just be curious about them. Hello, who are you? Where have you come from? And um, how are you finding this? And engage them in very simple questions that give them a platform to speak and allow them to feel comfortable. If you're feeling that you have no worth, and I know for many people who are made redundant or whose businesses are struggling, that one of the real challenges is the impact that that has on your self-worth. If my job has gone, who am I? You know, I am what I do, but I want to remind you that we're called human beings for a very good reason. You are important just as you are. It might not feel that way, but if you don't believe in yourself, then it makes it very much more difficult for other people to believe in you. No, you may not know it all, none of us do. But ultimately it's about how prepared you are to step out of your comfort zone. And it's called a comfort zone for a reason. How prepared are you to step into the unknown? Because it's those people who are prepared to step into the unknown, to be comfortable with uncertainty, to give things a try, who are going to succeed hugely in this next period of time. We live in incredibly uncertain times and we are hot wired to want certainty. It comes from our 
our old um, ancient forebears, if something was different, it was a threat to our survival. These days, we see things that are unfamiliar as a threat to our survival, not our physical survival, but our mental, emotional and spiritual survival. But ultimately, the more comfortable you can become with uncertainty, the more comfortable you can become with things which are unfamiliar, the better it will be. Interestingly, once you've stepped out of your comfort zone and done things that are unfamiliar a few times, they become familiar. Those of you who have listened to shows before will probably have heard me talk about driving. You know, when you first get behind a wheel, there are very few people who feel confident. And in fact, those people are probably overconfident and cocky. But as you learn to drive, you go through the stages of, of ability. The unconscious incompetence is the lowest level. You don't know what you don't know. Then you go to conscious competence. And in the driving um, example I'm giving, you know, you were taught, I'm sure, mirror signal maneuver. And so when you first start driving, you remind yourself, look in the mirror, push the signal, and then check again and maneuver. Then you get to the level, and that's the level of conscious competence, that you know that if you do it in the way that, that you have been taught and you are thinking about it consciously, that you'll do it okay. The last level is that of mastery. And, you know, those of you that drive, how many times have you driven from A to B and you don't even know how you got there because you have driven and unconsciously you have managed to manoeuvre yourself safely through the traffic. Developing self-confidence is a bit like that. To start with, you just don't feel very good when you are in certain situations and that you feel that everybody else is better than you. By the time you recognize that actually you are as good as anybody else, you have to remind yourself consciously of that and do it frequently. And to enter into um, exercises and strategies that can help you feel confident and more in control. By the time you are feeling good in your skin, wobbly bits and all, and we've all got the wobbly bits we don't like, um, then you are able to open the door to limitless possibilities. Now, this doesn't mean being cocky. It doesn't mean being boastful. This is about just recognizing your own worth. And I think in our Western society, so often as children, we're told, you know, be, don't be boastful. Don't tell people what you've done. You know, that's, that's being prideful. But I'm suggesting that we reinvent the word being proud and that we actually use proud to be um, aware of our self-worth and to own our self-worth. It doesn't make anybody else less. It doesn't make us more in any way. What it does mean is that we actually take on board our full worth and we use that personally and professionally that we recognize those areas for development and are prepared to work on them, but we don't diss ourselves. And that may be a very much a UK saying, that when you diss yourself, you dismiss. I believe that disability is a metaphor for life. And those that have heard my story will know that I'm still a wheelchair user, although I, I can now walk short distances. But you know the difference between dissing your ability I'm not tall enough, not short enough, I'm too fat, too thin, I'm not clever enough, I haven't got enough money, I haven't got enough time, I'm not enough. You take those feelings, those thoughts into your life every moment of every day because you're the common denominator. There's no moment of your life when you're not present. You might not be consciously present, but you are present. Ultimately, recognizing that you have the right to own your power. You have the responsibility to use it wisely in everything you do. Then life changes exponentially. After the break, I'm going to be introducing Deborah Thorne, a great friend. We've, we've made friends over the pond. She's um, in uh, America, I'm in the UK. And we started talking, having met in linked on LinkedIn and found that we had very similar values, but our lives were, quite different and one of the things that we have explored over time is 
how our lives are the same and how our lives are different. And you can catch those on YouTube, the Genuine EU YouTube, and they are the genuine dialogue between uh, Deborah and myself. So in a couple of moments, I'm going to introduce her and we're going to start to explore how you can use your gifts and your talents to help you create and maintain a passive income, even when you're asleep. So see you in a couple of minutes. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-u.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome back. I am absolutely delighted to introduce to you Deborah Thorne. Now, you'll know from our previous shows that I don't want to miss the richness of the bio, and so I'm going to read it to you. Deborah Thorne is the information diva. She's an award-winning, internationally known author, coach, trainer, and speaker. She's the founder and host of the Leverage Conference for Speakers, Authors, and Entrepreneurs. Deborah advises and supports motivated women and some enlightened men in reducing their learning curve, demystifying business principles and systems, saving them time and money so they can transition from employee to six-figure income-generating entrepreneur. She helps them create income-generating businesses, not glorified hobbies. Always encouraging women to do business like a woman and not like a man. She's the CEO, not the CEO. Like many entrepreneurs, Deborah wears more than one hat. She's also Mrs. D to thousands of kids. She's the Chief Conflict Resolution Specialist for Kids First Conflict Resolution and Training Services and is a certified mediator and anti-bullying expert. She helps schools, churches, organisations and families. She is truly an enlightened leader and I am so thrilled to be able to welcome my friend, Deborah Thorne. Well, good morning and thank you for the welcome. <laughs> yes. So I'm just so pleased to have you here. How the Information Diva, talk to us about how that came about. Oh, well, you know, I've always been one of those people. I like to learn, first of all. And I'm always sharing information. And I was starting off on a new venture, you know, as we entrepreneurs do, always something new to start. And I'm thinking, okay, what's the title? And I started to put it together. 
And I realized that there was information that I had learned through classes and the School of Hard Knocks that I could share with people because my goal is to have people make new mistakes, not to make the ones I've already made. I've already made those, I've paid for them. So, you know, let's get on with it. But I always share this story with people. The only thing worse than not having a coach or a mentor is to have the wrong one. I had engaged services with a very high priced organization and had what I thought was a good uh, coach. However, the first thing she said to me is, you're gonna have to change the name of that business. No one will know what the information data is. And I kind of looked at her and I went, okay, all this says to me is you're not my target market because my target market gets it, okay? I'm somebody who has a lot of information. I am a diva, you know, <laughs> the bling earrings early in the morning. <laughs> but the idea is that there is a way for all of us to take what we know and go forward. We just need somebody to point the way. I think that's so true. You know, as we've got to know one another, I have recognized that, you know, the huge depth and wealth of knowledge that you have and that you are so very clear about sharing. Now, I know the people listening to this, many of them will be struggling because they've lost their jobs or because their jobs are uncertain and that you have some a wealth of information to offer. Um, so I want to ask you, can you outline your steps to generating money while you sleep? Now, how can you become an information empire mogul? Okay, well, first of all, everybody knows something that somebody else would pay to learn, okay? You bake the best cookies, everybody likes your pie, everybody likes the way you dress. You have something that sets you apart. It may be something you learned in corporate America or just something you had a fancy for and learned some information about. And what I'm encouraging people to do is to take that information and put it in a format that can be monetized. Now, the interesting thing, we've all heard that cash is king. Well, if cash is king, content is queen. Okay, content, we need contents for shows, we need contents for books, content is everywhere. And with this time that we live in, and you know, I keep telling everybody two phrases I don't ever have to hear again in these unprecedented times, and we have to pivot. But in these unprecedented times, all of us have to pivot. Whether your job is still secure and you're able to work, you've seen how fragile a system can become, right. not just in your city, worldwide, okay? So let's take a few moments and think about the things that we know how to do that someone else would be interested in. And I've listed like 30 different ways, you know, there's like this, podcasts, there's TV shows, you can write a book, you can write an ebook, you can give a talk. You. There's a total of 30 that I've identified. There are more, but these are the ones that are easiest to yeah. hone in on. The wonderful thing is once you have crafted the first message, you know, you talk about leadership. You talk mm -hmm. about leadership all the time, enlightened leadership. And I yet you can write a book, you can mm -hmm. talk, you can do, and you can take the same book, the same talk, and then we call it repurposing and just put it in a different form because people receive information differently. Yes. And so what I encourage people to do is to take the thing that you know and break it up into these different pieces and keep putting it out there. And you can sell it all the way from, well, free or 99 cents to thousands of dollars with the same information. It's very interesting, isn't it? And I, I think I want to, there's a couple of things I want to pick up there that everybody takes in information in a different way. And it's interesting how often I found over the years that people make the assumption that because they take it in in a particular way that everybody else does. But what's very plain to me is that there are those who learn by looking and need pictures and diagrams, those who learn because uh, they listen. Uh, people like me who actually need a mixture of the two. Some who learn by doing, who never look at the instructions and have to put things together, you know, out of a flat pack 43 times before they get it right. But they never look at the instructions, but they do find the way through. Um, 
and you know different age groups will use different medium and so on and i think we live in a time where variety is the spice of life and we need to provide that variety well your show is an example there's some people who are listening to it <coughs> as yeah. a radio show there are other people who are going to watch it because it depends again on how you take in information so this same thing, we'll use your show as an example. Okay, so people have the opportunity to listen. They have the opportunity to see. This could be transcribed and it becomes a book or a yeah. talk or a short talk. You can take what you put together here today and go and deliver it somewhere else. Uh, what else could we do with it? There are just tons of things. You can have someone uh, create graphics. You've got seminars, you've got workshops, seminars, workshops, you have the training online, you've got just so many different ways that the the the, the, the essence of what you know is of value to someone else. I mean, there is no way anybody can know everything. There's just too much information, Absolutely. isn't there? Um, and it's how people well, package it. Can... Sorry, go on. And packaging has been easier than ever okay yes we can do youtube we can do facebook live we can there are so many different ways and each one appeals to a different audience yes. and so if i if i know how to bake the best cookies and some people just want to read the recipe okay give them the recipe other people want to hear the backstory about how I came to this recipe. Yeah. Okay, that's another thing. Some people just want to eat cookies. They could care less. Send them some cookies. There's something in a way to generate income with everything that we know. And especially in a time like now when people are having to really rethink what they do, information, content uh, creation is absolutely queen. A second only to cash, which is king. But if you create enough content, she generates cash, and that's good. Uh, absolutely. So you talk about the when. You talk about the, the who can do this, which is pretty well anyone, and the what, which is the information. But what do you mean by when you, when you talk about the when? When I talk about when they should do it, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not really understanding the question. Let's try it again. Well, I'm sorry. When when we we were talking about this, and you sent me some information, you said you know the, the outline, the, the the when, the focusing, drawing the lifeline. Where are you in your life, and how that can. Oh, okay. All right. So at, you know what? It's great when you do a lot of content. You sometimes go like, now what did I say? Okay. <laughs> Here's an exercise that everybody can do, no matter where they are right now. Draw a line horizontally across a sheet of paper and you get to decide that line represents your lifeline. Put a hashtag there, put a mark where you think you are. Now, some of us will say we're at the beginning of our lives and that's great because you got a lot of content, a lot of time to put it out there. Others will say, well, no, I'm kind of in the middle. Okay. From the life experiences you have, you have plenty of things to add content to. And then there's some of us who say, you know what? We're getting toward the end of this, this race. And so now we're in a hurry to get it done. So it doesn't even matter. See, this system of creating content can be taught to children. Children have content that they can create because they have the best imaginations in the world. And we as adults can help them create content in a way that uses that imagination and teaches them early on how to generate revenue for themselves. It's interesting, isn't it? How I wonder how many people as they listen to this started off by saying, yeah, yeah, but, but I've not got anything worth saying or <laughs> I don't know how to do it. And that's one of the reasons why I started the show by talking about self-worth, because ultimately when you are creating that content for other people, you are owning your experience. You are owning the, the, the development of you as a person and then offering it to someone else. What strikes me is... Absolutely. And it's important. Go on, go on. I was going to say, this little delay is getting us. Okay, 
the the important thing is that because of the technology and things, anything you want to do is so it's it's really simple. You can dictate it, you can write it, you can have somebody type it. There's just so many options, and I just really want people to know and understand that while you're sitting home because you can't get out. This is the best content creating time ever. You can't go anywhere. We just had, I'm in Los Angeles, okay? We just started shutdown again. There's a curfew. You got to be home, generate some content while you're at home. Isn't it interesting how you talked earlier about that, you know, it's unprecedented times and that you need to pivot. And I've got a problem with the word pivot because if you pivot enough, you end up back where you started. And I think that we need to look to do something different. If you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. And for those people who think, well, you know, I'm not a writer. I'm not, not a this, I'm not a that. What I would say is choose those things which, you know, that when people come and ask you for advice, that, you know, that you're able to tell them, or people have said that they've enjoyed your cookies or whatever. And imagine that you're just telling a story. And that story of where did it originate? What have you done and how do you get there? You know, you know my background's in teaching. And one of the, the most amazing thing is that as you teach someone else, not only does that other person benefit, but your own thinking becomes more refined and you generate different thinking. So not only are you doing it for other people, but through the generation of your content, if you're open to it, you also generate your own development. And I think we're all lifelong students. It's a really powerful way of stepping forward and becoming the better version of you and the better version of you as you go on. Not saying that you're not good to start with, but that iteration creates growth and development which is really, really powerful. Yes. And the other thing is, I always encourage people, don't compare what you're doing to anyone else. You are genuinely, uniquely you, okay? Yes. So my TV show, my radio show won't look like someone else's. And we're also in a time where people are kind of tired of the polish. They want to know real people do real things because if a real person did it, then I can do it. If you're so worried about it, it has to be perfect. You know, <clears throat> I do interviews a lot. And you hear me clear my throat. Yeah, because it's tickling and you don't want me to start coughing. That's reality. That's everyone. Okay. And so- yeah. We have to make it okay and help people understand that that's just part of the charm of who you are, that people are going to get you genuinely just like you are. They're going to get the authentic you. Nobody wants the other person. Each of us is ourselves. Nobody can be Deborah Thorne better than Deborah Thorne. Nobody. No, there is only one. You are quite unique and wonderful <laughs> in your uniqueness. You know, Comparatonitis, I think, is a virus more deadly than COVID. And it is at okay. epidemic proportions. So you see children comparing themselves, or, and adults for that matter, with you know airbrushed Instagram photographs that they compare themselves with other people who've got perhaps more money or more freedom as they see it, or more as they... They measure it more than them and that they think that other people are more than them. I know you do a lot of work with young people, but I'm really worried at the mental health of so many young people who fall into that trap of comparing. And I think that we need to do something very Absolutely. differently. But you know what? We can't even teach our young people those things until we start to embrace them ourselves. Yes. It's very, you know, because, and unfortunately, adults perpetuate it. Look at Johnny. He yeah. always does what his mom says. Look at, look at Betty. She's got the cutest dress and she's smart. You know, mm -mm. how about look at the uniqueness of this child and build that child up. And if there's something you want to point to, point to or something they can attain. I can never look like you. No matter yeah. how much I want to, I can't. But how about help me correct the things or improve on the things that I can do? 
In our family, we have always, it's something that we've practiced. You cannot tease anyone about anything they cannot change. So we don't talk about how tall, how short, how fat, how thin, how rich, how poor, because those are things you can't change. How about we can talk about our attitude, we can talk about learning, we can talk about reading. There's so many things that we can do. And if we build one another up with that, yeah, then that's how we all become better. And in this time where we are home more, where we are close to our loved ones, what a perfect time. Got two things. I've got two assignments for you now. One, write some content. Two, build up your family members. Build up the people around you. Let's find things. Let's use this time. Let's not waste it. Yeah. Because this is the time to create some even better experiences. You know, I think kindness is hugely underrated. You know, having compassion, being kind to other people. It's interesting that how often people find it easier to be kind to other people than they do to themselves that you know, they will compliment, yes. they will support, they'll go out of their way to help other people, but they'll put themselves at the very bottom of their priority list. Um, and as a result, they're very often right. frayed and, and tired and exhausted and overwhelmed. Whereas if they took the advice that the aircrafts give you, you know, put your oxygen mask on first and then you can help more people. Yeah then I think life would be very different. So I would say to you, if you're listening to or watching this, you know, random acts of kindness to other people don't have to cost you anything, but they can be really empowering for the other person and for you. But try giving yourself random acts of kindness too. And being kind, recognize that that's not the same as being indulgent. So giving yourself half a dozen donuts yeah isn't kind, that's indulgent. <laughs> but actually giving yourself some time to be quiet and to gather yourself or to go and take a nice bath or a long walk, something that fills you up is truly an act of kindness. I'd like you to tell us about your conference that's coming up. It's getting quite close now and it's really exciting. So tell us about the conference. Yes. Okay, it is entitled The Leverage Conference for Speakers, Authors, and Entrepreneurs. And our tagline is created and they will buy is not a strategy for success. The definition that we're using for leverage is networking plus collaboration equals opportunity and that's leverage. So when we go back to talking about anybody can create, this is an example of it. <clears throat> We're blessed to have an author's showcase where 12 authors will come on and talk about their books and their journey to becoming authors. We have a panel of first-time authors who will tell you what it's like to get that very first book out. Then we have a panel of, we have a total of 14 speakers. And Gina, I'm so proud to say you're one of them. So yay. Looking forward to it. The other thing is that Gina and I, I know it's gonna be great. We are really undertaking something with our talks and all. We are taking on topics that people don't talk about. We're having a roundtable discussion about race and politics because here in the United States, we have really kind of dropped the ball on that. So my belief is that women can talk about these things and therefore we're going to make them better. We are pleased to say that we're having a networking breakfast, an awards luncheon, at which point real food will be served in real time, even though this is a virtual, 100% virtual event. We cracked the code on that. And so really and truly, I invite everyone. It's, you know, of course, I design things primarily for women, hence the pink and white always. But enlightened men are more than welcome to attend. We have some male on our uh, speaking panel. And it's really going to be a great two and a half days. It's a robust and premium conference. It's not a bunch of tapes. These people will be there live, able to answer your questions and help you learn. So how do people, A, find out more about it and sign up for it? Okay. The easiest way is to go to theinformationdiva.com. 
and there it will talk all about the leverage conference and you click and get tickets for those who aren't prepared to make the investment we've got two events through within the conference that are absolutely complimentary and open to the public so the author showcase is open to the public as is the merchant showcase that comes along with a happy hour so you're more if you know for whatever reason you're not ready to invest the money or the time for the full conference, come to those free events and see what we're about. I guarantee you, you'll be glad you came. But I would say to you, it's worth investing in yourself, particularly if you're interested in leveraging the, uh, the content that you have um, and enabling yourself to actually make, uh, make a living from it. So I know you've got an offer. Can you share the offer? Because we're, we're just about running out of time, but I just, I don't want people to lose that opportunity. Okay. So yes, we've got a couple of things going on here. Uh, what is, I want everyone to get a copy of the 30 ways to generate income while you sleep. And that is my gift to you. If you will go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 30 ways then you will get a copy of the e that entitles you to the copy of the ebook. The other thing, and I always love doing this, okay? So this is for people who can take action immediately. And I mean like immediately. The first 10 people who will go to diva-iwantbrownies.com get brownies, okay? So that's the first 10 people. And that website is diva hyphen I want brownies.com. Those are my gifts to you guys. And I know we're getting ready to go off. So I want to say happy Thanksgiving to those of us who are in the United States and are celebrating it. Happy Thanksgiving to you. There so, we go. Okay, now remember that's the first 10 people. So take action. <laughs> yes. And it is all about taking action. It's so easy to put things off and think that, well, it was never going to work anyway. But you're never going to know unless you take action. Exactly. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm looking forward to the conference and being part of that. It's been an absolute pleasure. Don't go away because we're not finished yet. After the break, uh, come back and I'm going to be talking to you about one of my latest books and how that can impact on your life. Take care. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Gina Gardner on Leadership for Life. We'll be back after this quick break. Want to get the best out of life personally and professionally? Are you ready to step into a life which excites and fulfills you? Well, the right place for you is Leadership for Life with Gina Gardner on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. We will share with you stories from inspiring people, a wide range of guest experts, and lots of practical strategies to help you get the very best out of your personal and professional life. Leadership for Life is a radio and TV show focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Join international best-selling author, motivational speaker, empowerment and transformational leadership coach and trainer, Gina Gardner, live every Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV. Become the leader of your own life. Gina Gardner's number one international best-selling book, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success, and Fulfillment, provides you with the foundational principles on which to become the best leader of your own life. It's available as an ebook, paperback, hardback, and as an audio from genuinely-you.com or also from Amazon. Every one of the principles have been proven to work for the countless people who have used them, including the author. Now, let's put them to work for you. If you're ready to discover your true leadership life design, accelerate your journey with an invitation to join Gina for a Leadership for Life VIP Day. Choose your journey of self-discovery where Gina will help you navigate your way to happiness, success, and fulfillment. To find out more, email gina at genuinely-u.com. Welcome back to Leadership for Life. Here is your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome back. 
One of the reasons that I chose the title Leadership for Life was because I recognize that every phase in our lives has a, a different need in terms of leadership. And I want to talk to you about those people who are approaching 60 or over 60. Now, both Deborah and I are over 60, and we are living proof that life doesn't end when you are supposed to retire. I was really struck by the number of people that I know who have retired, and as they retire or as they approach retirement, they're really worried about, well, who will I be if I'm not being whatever the title was? And I know when I retired from being a principal, and that was in 2004, and I was a lot younger than 60 then, I didn't know who I was once I gave up teaching. I'd been a principal for 20 plus years, and that had become a big part of my identity. And one of the big learnings for me was that, actually, we are not what we do, we are who we be. Now, that's not very good grammar, our title, our job title is literally that. We spend a lot of time doing our job, but ultimately it isn't the whole of who we are. And so I also recognize, because I work with many people who are approaching retirement or who have retired, and then all of their structure goes, that they go through a period of, of not knowing who they are and what they want to do. And it, their life seems to become lackluster. Now, there are many people who thoroughly enjoy going out to lunch and playing golf. But I would suggest to you that actually there is more to life. You have the most amazing wealth of experience and expertise that could be of value to other people. It's time where you haven't got all of the constraints of running a family or running your business or being an employee, that you have time. And time is one of the three finite commodities that we have at our disposal. Time, energy, and money. Now you can use your money to buy other people's time and energy, but ultimately you can only use any of those three once. If you live to 70, I think it's just about six and a million quarter hours. And by the time you get to over 60, then those hours seem to be running very, very short. And so one of the things I want to talk to you is about leaving a living legacy. Now, I'm not talking about leaving money in your will. I'm talking about what's the difference that you're going to make to other people in this next phase of your life. Now, I decided to write a little journal. It's called Genuinely New. And it's for those people who are over 60. And there's an introduction. And then it literally is a journal and workbook to help you recognize your own worth and to step into that. And to starting tomorrow, um, um, I'm going to be doing Facebook Lives. So come and join me on the Facebook Lives. Um, ultimately, it's about giving yourself permission to start a whole new adventure. The research shows that people who stay active physically, who look after their health, who are social, who get out and do something which makes a difference, that gives them that sense of purpose, those people not only live longer, but they live healthier. We are living longer. There are more people who are getting to 100 and in the UK getting their telegram off the Queen than ever before. But it's so important that if you're going to live a long life, that you live a productive and healthy life. In some cultures, it's a very different uh, approach to aging. The elders are venerated, their experience and their expertise is really valued. And I think we've gone through a period in Western culture where the young seem to have all the power. But I believe that's because we've actually given it to them. We have not recognized our own worth, hence the theme of this show is recognizing your worth your expertise, that your information and your experience are of value to other people. Think about how you want to live the rest of your life. You could see it as a steady decline, or you can see it as a door opening to an absolutely brand new adventure. You are more than a lady what lunches, or someone who plays golf on a regular basis. There's more to life than sitting and watching TV. And I think if the pandemic has done something 
um, positive, or at least one of the positive things that it's done, is it's made us reevaluate those things which are important to us. Make no mistake, you have an enormous amount to offer. It's finding the right vehicle to do that, finding your purpose in life. And it's about living life purposefully. You know, lots of people look for the purpose out there uh, and think it's going to hit them on the nose. When you live your life with purpose, when you live your life with enthusiasm, with energy, and you play full out, your life will take on a whole new, uh, a whole new feeling. Whether you're doing the washing up or the gardening or the ironing or you're sorting out something um, in terms of paperwork. If you do it with enthusiasm and you do it with purpose, then it stops being a drudge. But more than that, what is it that you can do to help other people, to support not just your family members, or make no mistake, that's really important, but to actually light the way for other people, to help them get over the challenges that they have? You know, one of the most vital things that we can do for other people is to have faith in them, even when they haven't got faith in themselves. You know, going and acting as a mentor in schools, um, enabling other people by supporting them, by giving them your time. You know, we're time short. Many people need someone to befriend them, to listen to them. And that's something that as you face retirement, as you go into that next phase of your life, you have something to give, something very precious, your time and yourself. So join me on the Facebook Lives. Um, and, you know, if you're interested, Genuinely You, a powerful journal and action planner, discover your new leadership identity, powerful purpose and thriving life after 60. It's not very expensive, but it's full of a wealth of questions to ask yourself that will help you. So thank you very much. Please join me next week, Thursday, one o'clock Eastern time and come and join Genuinely You and the Facebook Lives. Take care and a very happy Thanksgiving. You have been listening to The Leadership for Life with your host, Gina Gardner. Make sure you tune in to W4CY Radio and Talk 4 TV next Thursday and every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for more Leadership for Life. If you missed any part of this episode or just want to hear or see it again, you can find the archive of the TV show on Talk 4 TV's YouTube channel and the podcast of The Leadership for Life on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music, and wherever you listen to your podcast.